Hey y'all, this is Benny, the host of the Last Week at Podcast. Before we really get into this week's episode, I just wanted to say that it's been great fun for me and my co-host Mayank to use this podcast as a medium to chat with an incredible area of guests from all over the world on a variety of topics in the cricketing universe. For a couple of amateur podcasters, this is all possible due to Spotify for podcasters. And if you want to get in on this as well, here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. As added features, video podcasts are also now available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. So if you have an idea for a podcast, give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. Hello and welcome to The Last Wicket, a cricket podcast that, much like Emma's Dhoni, is going to be around for a while, whether you like it or not. I'm your host, Benny, and thank you for tuning in. This week, I'm joined by co-host Mayank and special guest Rajan Shah, aka at Momo Cricket, a freelance cricket writer from Nepal who writes, manages, reports, analyzes, scouts, commentates, and probably a few other things we're not aware of. So Rajan, welcome to The Last Wicket. Thank you, Benny. Uh, I think you have covered everything that there could be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, cricket is something like I always wanted to be with, uh, enjoy. Uh, uh, it's not something that I thought I will have a career on, on it. But uh, as the time goes on, like uh, when I finished my engineering, I thought, oh, why not? Let's see if uh, I can be something of... Uh, uh, like uh, if, if I can be any use to Nepali cricket, I, if I can do any anything from my part on to promote Nepali cricket, then why not? Let's try if something can be done. Uh, it's not right. again. I again like it's not something that I always try to have a career in it because it was not an option where, while we were studying. And uh, after that, like uh, when is the World T20 in 2014? That time we all thought like yeah. Mm, Nepal, there is a possibility in Nepal cricket and it can be something like uh, we can compete with some of the best in the world. But uh, again, uh, our own administrative problems has held us back. Every time we have taken a step forward, we have gone two steps backward uh, every now and then. And there has always been this, uh, I mean, difficult dynamic between players and the administration that has uh, always uh, held us back. You've, you've described every Asian cricket board, by the way. Uh, it's just it, That's true, actually. <laughs> it's different extents, you know, for, you know, each board. But, uh, but I am curious because I'll admit I don't really know much about Nepali cricket. I mean, I know of two names, uh, Paras Kadka and Sandeep Lamichani. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing their names right, but... Uh, these are the two cricketers whose names have come across on social media, and I've only seen Sandeep 
you know, occasional clips. So, but I know there's more to Nepal cricket than just these two players. Uh, so for people like me who don't really know anything about it, can you just kind of explain a little bit about the structure of Nepal cricket? And I know every country is a little bit different, but I understand that just like India, tennis ball cricket is very popular in Nepal. So what is the, what is the typical structure? What is the pathway for cricketers, you know, to come through the system and, you know, make it to the national team? Well, <laughs> interestingly, I think this is the part where we lack. Uh, we don't have any particular structure to, like, uh, go on, like, to fall back on. Uh, to help our cricket survive for a long period of time with consistent performance in international cricket. Uh, like you said, tennis is a very popular, uh, tennis ball cricket is a very popular sports in uh, India, but uh, not so much in Nepal. We don't have such uh, high quality tennis ball cricket here in Nepal. Yes, the kids start with tennis ball, but they are told to play with the leather cricket uh, to be a pro in future. So uh, as soon as uh, they start playing cricket and they start impressing uh, let's say at any school or fields or uh, streets, wherever, they are told to play, start playing with leather ball. So to say that we have a structure, I think we don't have any structure to fall back on, To there is any concrete structure. Uh, we, we have this club competition that happens uh, once a year. Uh, they get selected in uh, uh, district games, then they, they further get selected in uh, regional games. And finally, uh, two week long or sometimes three weeks long, uh, 50 overs cricket and T20 cricket. So that that is where we find our players or uh, they have a chance to impress for Nepal and go on to represent Nepal. Like uh, like you said, structure, uh, it's, it's so difficult to explain. I mean, Nepal cricket is, a, I will give an example since I'm a civil engineer, that it has very good superstructure that we can see. It's as flashy things. It has, uh, I mean... Something that is shiny, or we say, oh wow, Nepal cricket is something. There is there is happening something, but again, it lacks uh, proper substructure. It it don't have a very good foundation. Uh, there is a reason we keep underachieving in international cricket because we don't have that continuous source of supply. And uh, when whenever our players get uh, out of form, they don't have a six month long or a three month long domestic cricket to fall back on and get that group back. So they again have to wait for international games, bilateral series, which is only started in the last two years. Uh, not before that. It was all ICC events. It was all ACC events. So the, by, the, by the time our players, our batsmen find the group in international cricket, our batters, uh, uh, the, the, the tournaments tends to end. So again, mm-hmm. we, we have so much of potential. But again, to realize that, we definitely... Uh, desperately need a six-month uh, domestic cricket, which is lacking right now. So, uh, you know, I've seen for a lot of associate teams um, or a lot of associate countries, um, there is, a you know, a lot of foreign coaches uh, or people who come in and try to spread the game, so to speak, or try to, like, help develop the players. I know Nepal is way ahead of some of the other associate countries in terms of just awareness of the game and popularity of the game but are there is there a larger influx of foreign coaches or people who come in to help nepal cricket uh there is there is interest but uh, i will say not that much uh, of the level that maybe will be would be helpful for nepal cricket because again 
uh, we we had this uh, coach right now, Pooj Dasnayak, who is from Sri Lanka, who now lives in Canada. Before that, it was Umesh Patwal from India. I think you guys may or may not have heard about him, but uh, uh, he played for some level in Mumbai, and I think he hasn't played Ranji Trophy. So before that, it was uh, like some batting consultant Apurva Lakia from uh, India again. So uh, again, uh, we may have uh, international coaches like uh, I, I will. I will love to say about Roy Das, who started. Uh, I mean, help us learn the game. What is cricket? He, he made us understand what is the basics of cricket. Uh, he taught our players, batters, to put value on the wicket, to uh, bring the basics. And then Pubudu, uh, uh, under his uh, stewardship, I think we learned how to win games, believe in ourselves, to put forward the performance, to turn the potential into performances. So, yeah, I mean, we we tend to believe the foreign coaches more than Nepali coaches. There is, uh, like, like I said, if there are no domestic cricket, if there are no players playing uh, cricket throughout the year, it is always difficult to have coach that is going to give you all the necessary impetus. Uh, or the experience he is going to share you. So, yeah, we, we definitely need foreign coaches. And uh, there has been some interest from industrial, industrial cricket, but again, not that level of, uh, let's say, full member teams. And I've read about the Everest Premier League as well as, uh-huh. you know, participation of a uh, number of stars, whether it was from Pakistan, Shahid Afridi or Mohammed Shahzad and others from Afghanistan. Um, and then... Is there also, you mentioned there's a 50-over tournament and a T20 tournament. Is there also a first-class tournament, a four-day format, or is that something that's still lacking in Nepal cricket? Like I said, we only have 50-overs cricket. Uh, it, it, it runs for three three weeks to a month, maybe. And then we have T20 event, which uh, runs from two weeks to three. So those are the only leagues that happens uh, once a year. Uh, despite we have uh, such a good weather here, like England, we can play, uh, I think, better than England because we can play nine months out of 12. It's it's only this time of the year that uh, from June to July or maybe up to August, we have rain. Otherwise, it's it's sunny day every day. Uh, three, three, six, twelve days of, of the year, you can say it's a very good sun here. But the problem is uh, the ground that we have, the two international ground. And like you said, EPL, Everest Premier League and other leagues. Mm, it will be like a surprising thing to say, but uh, if you initial cricket still don't have a dedicated electricity line, it still don't have dedicated water system, drainage system. Uh, we have to depend on rainwater. We have to depend on tankers, water tankers to, I mean, uh, provide water to the ground. And again, uh, it, it takes almost eight to nine generators uh, to host an event, to host a day, uh, broadcast live for a day. So those are the problems we are facing. Like I said, it's everything shiny and flashy outside, but uh, uh, the core is missing. Uh, we we have we don't have the foundations that we can stand, and uh, it's it's uh, like a higher percentage, or we can say the bigger part of our development is all due to uh, the popularity of cricket is all due to players. Like like you said, you know cricket because of Paras Katka, you know cricket because of Sandeep Lamisane. But have you known about any administration, administrative uh, person that has come from Nepal or he has done anything? I mean, yeah, actually in Asia or in any subcontinent nation, it is difficult for a, uh, administrative guy to 
be in forefront. But again, uh, there there are examples that uh, uh, people who got so much respect or like work help uh, develop the nation's cricket. But we are lacking that. Uh, can is still learning uh, so many things, still unlearning so many things. Uh, so it's it's a long process that we are hopeful about, we are patient about. That's someday everything will fall in place, and definitely Nepal will be a full member. But Rajan, I'm curious, when you talk to your fellow Nepal cricket fans, what is the level of interest, though, for these longer format games? Because I think for uh, associate countries or, you know, countries where cricket is not necessarily the biggest sport, um, there's always this uh, fascination towards T20s, right? And to an extent, the one-day game, because it's short. it's a good starting point for people to get into the game. But is Nepal ready for the long format, like for three-day games, four-day games, like let alone test matches? What So what is the feeling among you know Nepal fans about even wanting those longer format games? Again, like uh, the answer is there. I mean, we have uh, now the if we in, uh, include the last one, which was announced by CAN Nepal T20 League. If every league is uh, organized in Nepal, we will we may have four Premier Leagues, T20 cricket, per year, but we will not have a single first class game. CAN uh, CAN keeps saying that we don't have funds. So that's why we need uh, money that's come from T20 cricket, which all we all know that uh, it is actually a, actually a logical answer. But uh, if if uh, we are not going to have first class structure, uh, any games like uh, one example that I'm going to say is uh, Nepal team Nepal batters have not batted 50 overs in last six games. That was happened outside Nepal. So it's again. Uh, shows that the importance of longer format of games that how many 50 overs we need or the first club multi-day games we need Uh, so interest is there fans or the observers who really want Nepal cricket to see grow in national cricket they definitely want first class games multi-day games uh, because I remember last time MCC toured Nepal I think it was in 2018 or 19 uh we had a houseful three-day event between mcc and nepal everybody came and watched they were uh like uh, hooting for sandeep lamichane they are they were very vocal before current kc and they loved it uh whoever players come from like william Rhodes came here uh helen dalby came here they all loved them so yeah the craze is uh, no less than any full member nation i think uh, I think it will be better to say like this that Nepal is kind of India of associate when it comes to craze. But uh, we lack professional individuals who can take us to next level. Because see, who are our neighbors? Pakistan, Bangladesh, India. I think you, you can't have better teams than those in cricket if you want to grow. Uh, be it by visiting these nations or uh, bringing the teams from there. But I don't know why or uh, what is the reason behind this that we are not able to force this relationship with BCCI or PCB or BCB like anyone, like any any nation. If any nation is coming forward to help you, why not? But I think uh, our 
latest arrangement with uh, i think indian cricket is uh, nepal t20 league which was announced by can it is uh, going to be the strategical and commercial partner partnered by indian company 73 sports so again uh, we are as much as we want first class games multi day games again the tilt is towards t20 game yeah it is interesting um, actually it's not interesting it's not uh, surprising when, when you talk about that relationship between like pakistan india and bangladesh cricket boards with nepal i think unfortunately the answer comes back to money and like how much interest can they get from like fans to watch those games Absolutely. and i wish it that was not the case but i'm also curious about the financial security aspect for the players themselves do cricketers you know do they consider cricket as good because i don't know how the culture is when it comes mm-hmm. to encouraging kids like yeah you can go play cricket maybe that's a good way to you know earn make a livelihood out of it so what is the financial stability aspect of it for cricketers see nepal is a country that that has main source of income from remittances so many youth so many working class men women they are working abroad sending money to nepal which we are like very thankful of and there is very handful of people who work in nepal or the system is like that that uh, any young guy who wants to work freely without any kind of uh, you can say uh, bogged down by systematic stops uh, he has to live in nepal he he just doesn't know how i mean yeah we all know that in any big organization you you may not be able to work freely or uh, climb those ladders on your own uh, i think it's it's a very another subcontinental problem so financially it's still very difficult uh, maybe there are 20 odd players uh, men 20 odd players in women who get a uh, central contract and uh, after that there's nothing i think the only money they can earn is by playing premier leagues the salary they get so uh, but still the craze is there i think uh, the latest update uh, i mean the latest news going in kahnu right now is we, we only recently had our uh, elections and 31 year old balensa he is a youth is leading the mayorship of kathmandu so that's how nepal kathmandu is right now youth is everywhere they want to come up and he has uh, he is leading in independent he doesn't belong to any party so yes there is uh, like so much example that we can take inspiration with and like you said paraskatka has done so much again he was a young and he retired everything for us for fans for everyone too early then we would have liked he could have still continued for four five more years uh, so again youth have so much capability here in nepal but uh, like i said uh, it's it's very difficult to rise uh, due to systematic uh, ceilings we can say uh, it's it's very very difficult to break that let's um, also talk about uh, women's cricket um, is there any central contracts for women's cricketers um, i'm guessing structure wise it's probably similar where it's fairly limited but uh, curious if there's also a franchise t20 league like there is for uh, men uh nepal nepal's men cricket right now is in 1990s if if you want to like uh, know the whole idea about it and women's cricket is in still in 60s or 70s so that's the difference 
there was a time that both men's and women's team were playing the same World Cup qualifiers. They were one step uh, close to playing the World Cup. But uh, recently, after the can got suspended, men's players tried on their own to play games. Uh, private bodies came forward, organized Premier Leagues for men. So they kept playing, but women's cricket was forgotten. Uh, during that time, I think only recently, even in last year, in five months, we played. We are playing Uganda. Uh, the series completed today. Five, three, five. Sorry, uh, five match series, three to one by Uganda. So it was a series hosted by Can to improve in rankings, ranking of Nepal. And let's say Uganda is comparatively weaker side than Nepal, but we lost three two because our players are lacking in fitness. Women's player, they are lacking in fielding. Basic things. Uh, let's not talk about batting or bowling. So, women's cricket are they have contract central contracts. Uh, at least fifteen players are uh, under the contract of uh, Can, but again there are no matches. Like I said, uh, only five matches uh, in last five months. Uh, and uh, the thing, the news is that Can is still bearing losses while hosting women's games. So. It's difficult for women. It's more difficult for women than men. And hopefully things will improve. That matches has, are getting hosted. And a few more tours before we go to Asia qualifiers. And again, uh, since men played the 2014, it, it, it got so much attention from commercial uh, people of Nepal, business people of Nepal. But women's have failed to win any trophy. That's why it's it doesn't get the same attention that men's get. So, Sarajan in... 2018, after defeating PNG in the World Cup qualifier, uh, Nepal received the ODI status. Um, now, that's a great achievement, step in the right direction. But from your perspective and your conversations with players, fans, what else do you think needs to be done to get Nepal to consistently compete with the top teams around the world? I know you mentioned a few things already, but I, uh, I'm just curious if you have any other ideas, thoughts that you know, are still, you know, can still be done? I think most things are covered. But again, uh, we desperately need a system structure, domestic structure, because uh, whatever we will achieve in international cricket, I think it will be very momentarily and it will fade away because uh, right. whatever whatever we are achieving, it's, it's uh, all because of players. Uh, uh, for example, Lamisane, he came from under-19 World Cup. He impressed everyone. Uh, his video of Nepali Shen one got viral. Uh, and uh, everything happened. Uh, let's say he became a right person at the right place. Uh, everything fall in place for him. And he happened to play IPL. So the craze is there. But what happened to other players? Because... Sandhi Lamichani is same player who get smashed in domestics. He get his, uh, there are so many talented players. I think I think you may not have heard about Basanta Rekmi, but he is one player that is who is held as one of the best left-arm spinners in associate cricket. He never got his due credit. He never got to play, I think, these kind of leagues. So, to sustain this growth, to sustain this development, I think we desperately need domestic structure. Uh, let's start with three months maybe. Uh, it can go up to six months 
and uh, if if we are able to do that i think there will be a sustained growth and we will see nepal doing very well because like i said uh, every time there is a league there is a tournament even the recent example we can say fair break that happened in dubai uh, you we saw women's cricketer women associated players like doing everything they could uh, on par with international stars so even the batters they struggle at first but uh, by the end of the tournament they started playing well that is that is the thing with associate players i think they never get specialized training they have to cramp everything in same session uh, so the more they play the better they will get and like i said uh, uh, every time we play a five match tournament uh even recently the qualifiers world cup that we played we were just one match away from reaching the australian world t20 but we lost the match against uae uae which is one match uh we lost one match in uh, out of three but we denied we got denied by the opportunity to play the like australian world t20 that's going to happen in australia so we we need matches and uh, to keep these batters these bowlers in in touch so that they can perform whenever called up they are ready for all kind of challenges we need tours for in foreign countries be it europe be it australia uh, be it africa wherever we can every time i mean annually every year it's go- it needs to be happen uh, yearly event so hopefully uh, things will fall in place like if we, if we like can keep saying that they have do- they don't have funds they will start getting it and uh, we will see some improvement there what about uh, grounds as well because i i feel like there's also a limitation around the grounds in nepal uh, you already mentioned that even some of the main grounds require you know generators to keep them from uh, keep them operational uh, where do you think that's going is there any help from corporates or anything like that towards helping with grounds and facilities see the problem is uh, can don't have funds and it keeps saying that i have said this already three times in this podcast also so why is that because can don't have a very good track record they were suspended for four years due to corruption due to financial uh, problems that caused them suspensions by icc so the track record is very bad uh, it's it's difficult for corporate to trust them but slowly and steadily they are earning their trust back uh every premier league flourished when can was not there uh the guy who i mean host the every premier league amir akhtar he has he he did the work from ground he worked hard he he ensured every commercial entity that was involved uh, that it will be a bigger thing in future so it is something that should happen from can also can being an organization Uh, they should have bigger say they should uh, be able to convince all these people uh, the corporate people so there is a hope if uh, nepal t20 gets on it, it it is slated for september october uh, one month event if it happens i think there will be a significant step forward in that direction that it will start getting corporate help and like i said uh, corruption is never going to end in any subcontinental i mean administrative body even in nepal i said there is one tuntisal cricket ground and they have been working on mulpani cricket ground mcc which is uh, located like few kilometers away from tu 
and they have been working on that ground since last 18 years and then mm-hmm. the other ground that was uh, i mean headed by a couple of social activists dharmas uh, and sundali in chitwan area which is again 250 kilometers away from kathmandu the capital on the eastern side uh, it it uh, the construction stopped midway they aimed for a, a huge project i mean uh, any concrete jungle you you can imagine uh, before making a playable ground so it it stopped midway the political groups that would be hand them stopped funding it so there is always be a question mark and then there is another one fapla cricket ground which is on which is in like uh, far western part of nepal 600 kilometers from capital uh, it got it got passed recently only few days ago i was i said that news on twitter and hopefully that will be uh, slowly and steady come come to fruition in maybe a year or two so again it's it's a very difficult situation in nepal sports is uh, never a priority for any government appointee for uh, any president of any committee so it's it's a difficult to make them understand it's it's still not a industry but we have to be that we have to think about that and can has a huge role to play in it you mentioned a lot about what nepal like can uh, i'm assuming, i'm assuming that stands for cricket association of nepal right uh, yes so can and you know stakeholders within nepal cricket what they have to do and uh, to kind of pr- promote the game but also get the cricket team performance uh, the trajectory of the performance uh, trajectory of the cricket team to go up um, but i'm curious as to what do you feel about the icc's role in this because i know there it's they're kind of an easy target for most part to say oh they could do this they could do that especially when it comes to spreading the game or helping um you know the lesser known teams to develop uh but when it comes to nepal cricket how satisfied are you with the level of icc's involvement i think icc has always loved nepal cricket they have to, they have helped us uh, whenever they could uh, for example if we are like uh, left behind by matches or we fail to qualify from region or quali- world qualifiers they have helped us by taking us through rankings i mean all this kind of rules which uh, may or may not be meant for nepal but still there has been a substan- substantial help to promote nepali cricket and they have always uh, like uh, said whatever games we we do we we host in nepal they have been very supportive uh, but again they all have rules and regulations that needs to be followed uh, like i said uh, if if uh, we as a people we as a nepal people our administration is not going to improve nobody is going to help us we need to be transparent we need to be communicate well with uh, whatever help is coming towards us so icc has been like i said helpful but uh, it it needs to be a combined effort with can for a proper development of nepal cricket yeah i as uh, i sincerely hope that that happens 
in the coming years because uh, and I've and I've said this multiple times on our podcast, even with different guests when we've talked about similar topics, um, cricket would be a so much more uh, healthier game if we had more teams involved and more stars from different countries rather than rather than just the traditional teams that we've known for decades. I think that will make it a truly more inclusive and truly more global sport. So I sincerely hope that ICCN can are able to uh, achieve that in the coming years. Uh, but Rajan, I want to uh, switch to the players themselves because you did mention earlier in the podcast uh, about how the players are one of the biggest reasons for cricket's popularity in Nepal, correct? So before we get to the men, let's talk about the women. Um, talking about Fairbreak International, uh, Sita Rana Magar, she recently played in that tournament. And, uh, and you know, when it comes to women's cricket, at least as one of the more uh, global competitions because it involved 90 players from 36 countries. I'm curious, what was her involvement? How was her involvement received in uh, Nepal? See, that's the sorry story. I mean, because the world was on her feet when she was playing in Fairbreak. She won the she she won the tournament with tornadoes, but uh, when she came back from Dubai. She was uh, very upset because her vice-captaincy vice was uh, sacked. She was sacked from vice-captaincy. It was given to Indu Burma. So, this kind of things. I mean, can said that uh, she was not vice-captain before a couple of series, but it was not announced by Can. Again, I'm saying communication. Uh, it has not been very mm-hmm. strong suit for Can. So, whatever hype Sita had uh, before coming to Nepal, it was watered down spectacularly. I mean, she was at the press conference that we had after the first match, second match of the Uganda series. She was very upset. She was shaken, but she continued to play for Nepal. She is happy to represent Nepal as a senior player and uh, has set an example for anyone who dares to dream that uh, if I'm a male cricketer, I can uh, always look up to Sandeep Lamisani, and not only Sandeep Lamisani, I mean, Sompal Kami played, uh, Karan Kesi played outside Nepal, Paras Khatka played outside Nepal, even a young guy, Kusal Malla, who's a left-handed batsman, batter, he also played in uh, T10 league. So, for women, uh, our current captain, Rubina Chetri, and vice-captain, now sacked, Sitarana Magar, they both represented us in fair break. So, it's a, it's a it's a feel-good thing for players. Players are always going to see that my favorite player is playing this league and that league. But uh, like I said, I think it's it's again going to be a task for Can that if these things can be eliminated, if these things can be avoided, that uh, if a player coming out from such a uh, happy mood is not upset when, when they reach Nepal, I think it will be rather good for the player, for Can and the relation relationship that um, they need to build with each other. I think there is a uh, vivid, uh, evident distrust between players and can. Uh, ev- uh, every time we tend to do well, there is a controversy. I think sometimes mm. it's contract, sometimes it's uh, salary, sometimes something else. So these things need to stop. I think they need to have a, a committee, I think maybe, uh, that can look after these things. 
or they may appoint someone who is going to communicate with players uh, about all the things that is going to happen or all the decisions they are going to take. Uh, because yeah, if can have their ways of working, welcome. If Nepal cricket is developing, why not? But if players have some ideas, listen to them. Or if you can mm. find a middle road between you both of you, then why not? I think uh, fans ever want is a victory. Fans ever want is team to grow, not lose. So it's it's a, it's a far cry. It's been going on for very long. I think we were in better shape in 1999 than we are now in 2022. Uh, likes of Kapil Dev to likes of Dinesh Karthik have come and played in TU. But now uh, we can see the gulf. The, we have drifted away from international cricket like nothing else. I think it's, it's uh, it will take another few hours if I <laughs> document all these things. Uh, <laughs> how we, we have been drifting away from international cricket. There is there always be there always will be a glimpse of our potential, but it will be like a very moment momentary thing because it, it it is difficult to sustain it with the lack of structure lack of structure that we have back here in home. But is it fair to say that even if you feel like Nepal has drifted away from international cricket in a sense compared to like nineteen ninety nine? at least talent or players, they seem to be getting more recognition or more opportunities in a global scale, especially with, you know, the so many T20 leagues around the world now, you know, like just Sita Rana Magar and the Nepal women's captain in Fairbreak International. But you also on the men's side, you have someone like Sandeep Lamachane playing, you know, multiple leagues, including doing well in the Big Bash. Um, so obviously the talent is there and they are getting that opportunity. Do you think that could help? Not just the players themselves, giving them the right exposure. And hopefully when they come back to Nepal, they're able to impart some sort of, you know, they educate their fellow cricketers, so to speak. Um, do you see that being a very beneficial thing for uh, Nepal cricket? Definitely. I mean, any exposure uh, for a player, uh, which directly relates to can our cricket nepal cricket it's an identity for nepal cricket that anything is possible uh, there has been two instances that nepal has stood and was cricket in nepal it was first in 2014 when nepal played the world t20 qualifiers in bangladesh uh, everybody i mean you can look for the photos uh, on videos on uh, Google or wherever, I think there, there has been some iconic pictures that has been taken at that time. People sat there, uh, I mean, everyone to watch Nepal play on television. And after that, in 2000, uh, recently when Lamisani played the IPL for Delhi. Uh, so those two moments, I think, helped Nepal, I mean, recognized all over the world. Uh, Lamisani, in a way, helped Nepal get more popular. But again, twice or I mean so many times can fail to use that popularity, cast that popularity in a way that it could help develop cricket here, develop a system here. I think cricket again remains a popular sports. Uh, like 10 years ago, if you ask me, I will say football was very popular. And even today, football is still very popular. We still don't have uh, like fan clubs uh, or fans fighting on London clubs here in Nepal, in Kathmandu, for London clubs. <laughs> so, uh, 
it's it's still a very very popular sports football but cricket is catching up now i think if if uh, not on par they are just few blocks behind so again on popularity wise uh, nepal cricket is very popular but uh, like i said uh, for a, for a cons- consistent development i think we we need to can need to catch all this popularity or uh, take whatever help they can from these players playing all these various leagues i think like lamshan is captain right now i think that is going to help us again um, but uh, he he needs to have that environment around him uh, to help him take all the right decisions uh, from can or his fellow players so again it's a challenge uh, it's a challenge because uh, uh, he is still a very young captain but uh, obviously like you said i mean popularity needs to be cast by can so i know we mentioned a few names both in women's and men's teams for nepal but uh, are there any other players women or men that the rest of the world you know we don't know yet you see as you know future stars yes definitely i mean there are so many i mean there is a list actually <laughs> but again uh, it needs Please to feel free to throw in a few names <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the 15 year old uh, leg spinner who yes. recently played against Uganda got a lot of attention. Yes 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 I was about to uh, tell her name Hiramani Roy she debuted yesterday I think she is 15 years and 55 days old today and uh, she has very good control on her leg spins I think I haven't seen any women cricketer from Nepal bowl that good leg spin with that control Yes, definitely. Still early days. Uh, she will need to work on her uh, few things, which is definitely she is so young. She is still so raw that she can be next big thing for women's cricket of Nepal. And in men's cricket, there are so many. I mean, I am not saying this. Jondi uh, Rhodes had said this. I mean, Charu Sharma has said this that Bhim Sarke should be playing every match for Nepal. I think he topped the batting numbers for Nepali players in recently concluded Everest Premier League. Uh, he was scooping Kesreg Williams. He was scooping, paddle scooping uh, Omar Zai from Pakistan. He has very good pace. I think he can easily bowl 140 average. So some crazy fanatic. I mean, craze is there. Uh, talent is there, which uh, needs to be scouted by uh, international leagues, international teams, these clubs, uh, so that he can they can. get post i think they can play for them awesome that sounds that sounds both promising and exciting so i'm really glad to hear that rajan uh, what is next for nepal like uh, are there any major series or tournaments coming up for them like both men and women yes yes i mean uh, women are preparing for asian qualifiers again uh, opportunity to win a trophy will be there but again uh, like i said women's cricket is more far behind than men's cricket because due to all the reasons that i have said there are no matches for them they play uh, every 6 months which is not going to help definitely it will be it will take time for them to come in group they come in all kind of touch like they need to play international cricket for men's we are preparing for league 2 i think we have back to back so many games in us then again in scotland then again there is going to be new schedules from icc I think this year is going to be very. This season is going to be very important for Nepal because we have ODI status to save, and again it can be a matter of uh, 
grave importance that we save that ODA status because again, if we fail to do so, we will have to wait for another three to four years maybe to find that status again. And it is going to affect us uh, all different ways. So yes, uh, very difficult or uh, important uh, year is coming ahead for Nepal. Sounds good. All right. Well, Rajan, we uh, we really appreciate your time today and for sharing all your thoughts on Nepal cricket. Again, for someone like me who does who didn't who did not know much about it, I feel like I'm a lot more informed, and I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing more. Uh, about the names that you mentioned, hearing more about them in the coming years. Uh, but Rajan Shah, thank you again so much, and uh, we wish you the best. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, Meng. It was a pleasure speaking with you guys. I think I had lots of fun. And pardon me for my uh, bit poor English. <laughs> it's not something that I have done so much is speaking. And so I, I am very good at, I think I have done some well with writing, but it's something still I'm learning, speaking and uh, expressing myself. I have so many things to say, but again, I'm, I think hopefully we will sit again and have some more talks on Nepal cricket. Right. I mean, no, and the important thing is your voice on Nepal cricket. And I think you're doing your bit to spread awareness about uh, the players, about what how cricket is shaping up in Nepal. So that's the most important thing. And you're doing some amazing work. So thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Last Wicket. This podcast is a Cricket Guys production featuring your hosts Benny, Mayank, Nish, and Himanish. For more details, please visit thelastwicket.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, do let a friend know, rate, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Follow us on your social media feeds and leave us a voice message if you would like to share your thoughts with us. Thank you again for listening, and from all of us here at The Last Wicket, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you.